welcome to Thick and Fabulous with Chantella Whitfield. Today, our topic is understanding pronouns and transgender. And I have from the Lexington Pride Center, uh, Casey Lyons. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited that you're here because um, this is a, a very near and dear topic. Um, so I like to start off and let people uh, tell them about themselves because nobody knows you better than you. So it's all you. Tell us about Casey. Uh, my name's Casey Lyons, and I'm a crime victims advocate and case manager at Lexington Pride Center. I've been there since January, so I'm fairly new. Okay. I just got my master's in social work in May. All right. And then got this job. Yep. Yay! Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Um, so we're talking pronouns, I, and I hear you. You've done this many, many times. So I got an expert. I got yeah. an expert. Never on the radio though. So uh, that's that part's new to me. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah. At least nobody can see you. You don't have little eyes peering at you. Just mine. Just mine. <laughs> so let's um, jump into this. What does the LBTQ acronym stand for? And uh, are there other ones that we don't know about? Because I, I've heard, I hear there's a plus. Yes. Yes, there are more. Okay. So to start out, L stands for lesbian. Okay. G stands for gay. Okay. B stands for bisexual. Okay. Good. T stands for transgender. Mm-hmm. Q stands for queer. Uh-huh. So those are the ones you asked about. Yeah. And then are there more? Yes, there are more. Um, I, sometimes you'll see an I for intersex. Uh-huh. Sometimes you'll see an A for asexual. Okay. So, um... And what those are, if you don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, please explain. <laughs> intersex is a person whose physical body does not fit our typical definitions of male and female. Okay. So sometimes they might have a vagina and testes, for example, instead of ovaries. Or they might have, um, maybe they have, instead of it, uh, they might have like, their chromosomes instead of XX or XY might be XXY. Oh, so they got okay. two X's, but they've also got a Y, you know, which are they, you know, they might have, or they might have XX chromosomes, mm-hmm. but they have a penis. Okay. Or they might have XY and they have a vagina and it's not what we expect. Is and that we the new term one. for the, well, I know it's not politically correct to say this now, hermaphrodite. Is that different? Yeah. Um, hermaphrodite is a medical term that fits some type of intersex and okay. not others. Okay. Um, some intersex people do use that term, uh-huh. but it's something to be sort of careful with because yeah, that's why I was some like, people have also used it as an insult. Yes, so yes. You know, it's it's safest to say intersex okay. until you know if that person chooses to be called hermaphrodite. Okay. Okay. And an asexual person does not experience sexual attraction at all. Um, they may have sex for other reasons. Maybe mm-hmm. they want to have a baby or something like that. Um, but they don't experience sexual attraction to anybody of any gender. Hmm. And then there are some people who are sort of what they say they're on the asexual spectrum where they like experience it a little bit, but not as much as most people. Okay. You know, sometimes um, there there are terms like demisexual, Mm -hmm. only partly sexual. Um, Some some people like that, they might maybe like only once every three months or something. Do they feel like having sex or Maybe only someone that they already have an emotional attachment to mm-hmm. can they feel sexual attraction to. So some okay. people, some people don't ever feel sexual attraction to a stranger. Like right, that. You right. Know, it would have to be someone that they have a relationship with. Makes you know? sense. So that's also sort of on that asexual spectrum along with somebody that doesn't experience it at all. Question. What yeah. is queer? Queer is um, it's a very complicated word. <laughs> yeah. it's, 
it started out as a slur uh-huh. that people would use for gay men, yeah. especially gay men, but I think also lesbians probably. Um, you know, it started out as a slur. But as we know, lots of marginalized communities yes. tend to reclaim those slurs. Yes. You know, um, I don't know if we can, I don't know how many we can say on the air. <laughs> it's, I know it's one but, of those tricky uh, words. It's like, <laughs> but, um, tread lightly. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of marginalized, marginalized communities that find power and, mm-hmm. uh, and healing in reclaiming those slurs. Yes. And yes. so that's a word that, Many queer people, myself included, have chosen to take on ourselves, um, you know, to turn it around uh-huh. and make it something positive. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it's something um, calling somebody that without their permission again might be a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Depending, on, you know, you probably should know that person and know that they choose to be called that before uh-huh. you call somebody that. Um, it's also really handy, though, with our community because we have all these letters. Yes. It's handy to have just one word. Okay. That just means the whole oh, thing. thing. You know? Okay. Um, so some people will use it to just disc- some people who maybe don't want to get into all the like specific things mm-hmm. might just it say I'm queer. Rather than saying get like, all in your business, let's like, just <laughs> rather than dividing it up into yeah. all those individual things, you know. And sometimes people just don't know, like don't fit into those. Like for mm-hmm. example, like I have a sibling who, and I've kn- I've known a couple of people who are like, well, I don't know if I'm really a lesbian or if I'm bi, because like I maybe kind of like guys a little bit, but not that much, and like mm-hmm. it's not like I date them all the time, so I don't know if I. Don't really feel like it may like you could call yourself bisexual and that's totally fine. But some people feel like, well, I kind of feel like I'm exaggerating it more than it is if I say that, you know, or they um, like I knew one one girl who she was like, well, I think I like. I like to look at men, mm-hmm. but I don't want to touch them. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes too, girl. <laughs> you know? So she was like, well, I don't know if I'm a lesbian or if I'm bi based on that. If I'm, am I a lesbian because I don't want to touch them or if right. I'm bi because I like to look at them? I don't know. No. So you just like queer can be a handy word for people like that who maybe don't fit. Into, into, any, any but into a box. Yeah. I yeah. get you. Yeah. So let's jump into pronouns. Because okay. um, I was sharing with this before um, we got on air. Um, <laughs> my daughter, this is my story time. So <laughs> my daughter has a friend who um, refers, she, her pronoun is they. So my daughter was telling me a story and she was referring to her as they. Well, it, it, kept messing me up because I knew she was talking about in my head. I knew she was talking about one person, but I couldn't necessarily comprehend as she kept saying they I wanted to say, well, where did the other people come in? Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, I've spent 45 years as they is a plural term. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, why do you keep saying they, but that's what she went by. So she tried to love Kara's heart, um, tried to give, <laughs> Try to explain it to me, but now I don't got the professionals to explain it to us. What are the pronouns and what do they mean? Okay. Can I ask, wait, before we start, can yes. I ask what your pronoun is? Yes. My pronoun is it, which is a really unusual one. Not, yes. not very many people want to be called it. Yes. A lo- and a lot of people have been called that as an insult and yes. they might have trauma around that. You know, if they were bullied or mm-hmm. something. So that's also something definitely don't call somebody that without their consent, without okay. explicitly knowing that's what they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, but then really, we shouldn't really be calling people anything without their consent. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree. So what pronouns are in general? Pronouns are tiny little words that... We use for convenience when we don't want to say somebody's name over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to say, like, Casey went to the store on Casey's bike and someone saw Casey and I waved to Casey. Like, that's that's cumbersome. Right. So we have these tiny little words like I, you, me, us. 
Um, she, he, she, he, she, they. Those are all pronouns, and we all use them all day, every day. Yes. Um, what do they mean? They're just a stand-in for that person's name. Okay. So they're just so like, um, you know, like my boss Carmen uses she, her. So uh-huh. I don't want to say. So it's just a stand-in instead of saying. Carmen said something, something. I might say she said something, something, something. It's a stand in for Carmen's name. Okay. 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 Or like your name is Chantel. Do uh-huh. you use what pronouns do you use? I don't use any because I'm not sure which ones to use okay. because I wasn't. I've seen she, her, her, hers. And I'm like, well, wait, I don't want somebody to think the wrong thing. So I don't okay. know which ones to use and how to so, properly use them. Let's put it that way. So if your family member is telling a story about you. Uh-huh. What are they the, do they say Chantel over and over and over? No, they say she. So okay. mine would be she, I guess, right? If you're if that's what you choose. Okay. If you don't want to use it, then you don't have to, but if you if you choose to be called she and you're uh-huh. comfortable with that, mm-hmm. then that then that's your pronoun. So where do the they come in? The okay. like like I said my friend well, my daughter's friend wa- wants to be referred to not as she, but right. as they. Yeah. What does that mean? So the reason that a person might do that, they probably don't. They're probably not comfortable with either he or she because they probably don't identify as a man or a woman. Or okay. I suppose if this is a kid, a boy or a girl, I'm not sure how old. Yeah, she's, we're she's about um, 22. Oh, okay. So man or woman. Mm -hmm. If they don't identify as either a man or a woman, maybe he or she doesn't feel comfortable to them. Okay. They probably don't want to be called it like me, Uh but that's kind of the only genderless pronoun we have for Ah. somebody else. You know, like for ourselves, we have I, everybody's I doesn't matter the gender. We have you, everybody's a you, no matter the gender. But for some reason, we're talking about somebody else. We separate it into he, she, it, and it's like, well, but what if you're not a he or a she? What, what are you supposed to use? You know, and most people are not comfortable with it for a person. Yeah. So they went with they is sort of the next closest thing that doesn't have a gender okay. that they can come up with. So can you can you talk about the it for you? Sure, I can do that. It's- so personally... I am kind of like, well, there is a genderless third person pronoun. It's right there. We have it in our language already. Mm-hmm. We, why don't we just use it? You know, and also, but I, I understand that a lot of people have been called that, you know, as an insult, you know, may have been part of some other abuse they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. And we can't really expect everyone right. to use that or be comfortable with that. So, um, you know, but I personally got comfortable with it partly because I read a book when I was a teenager mm-hmm. where there was an angel that they were referring to as it. Mm. Because, you know, sometimes angels are referred are portrayed in an androgynous way mm-hmm. so that it it's sort of an every every person kind of. Yeah. Neither male you know, nor well, sometimes neither male or female. Yeah, sometimes they yeah. are gendered and sometimes yeah, some they're, they're not. not. Yeah. Right? So this was an an it was like you know we don't want to gender our angels. They're like they're spirits. Why yes, would they have yes. a why would they have a gender? So um, this angel was referred to as it, and that really like got my wheels turning in my brain that it doesn't have to mean an object mm-hmm. or an animal or something that people think of as lesser mm-hmm. than human. It can be a respected figure, you know, this was like an ethereal, like higher being, uh-huh. you know, and I thought, you know what, that's amazing that, you know, that it it can be something so beautiful like that rather than something negative. Right. So I had that early formative experience that everybody hasn't had uh-huh. that helped me get comfortable with it. Um but with they, I mean, they was also a logical choice for a lot of people because we actually all do use they in a singular way. Yes. All the time when we don't know the gender of the person we're talking about. 
That's true. Like, okay, you're right. You're right. For example, if someone's calling on the phone and you're not the one on the phone, somebody else has answered the phone and they're like, hey, phone's for you. And you're too busy to take that phone call right now. You say, tell him I'll call him back. Mm-hmm. You don't say, tell him or her I'll call right. him or her back. Right. Nobody says that. That would be <laughs> cumbersome. True. Yes, right? that's true. So we say, tell them I'll call them back. Or like, you know, we have a letter and we don't know who sent it. We uh-huh. say, you know, they said something, 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 even though we know it was one person. Right. You know, so like we all do use it in a like when we're talking about one person. Mm-hmm. When we don't know the gender. So that also is why they was sort of a natural choice for a lot of folks who are not comfortable with he or she. Okay. But I guess, and this too happened. So when you see it on your, like, I saw it on the, it first hit me. And the reason why I wanted to, part of the reason why I wanted to do this is I saw it in an email mm-hmm. signature. Mm-hmm. It's, and I've seen it a few times since then. Um, I, 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 it made me nervous. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be so honest right now. It made me nervous because a, a coworker and I were talking and it even made me nervous now to address like, you know, uh, um, Miss Casey or or Mr. Casey, I'm like, oh, can I do that? Like, oh, if I'm I'm scared that I may be offending someone if if I don't know mm-hmm. if it's not in their signature because now I am aware and that's the worst thing to do to me is make me aware of something <laughs> and so now I'm just like, ooh, should I just say? But because I'm good for Mr. You know whatever mm-hmm. or Miss whatever and then I'm like, what if they don't identify as one of those? Then I may be insulting them. I, I'm not going to hurt their feelings, but I don't know. So I don't know what to say. <laughs> I struggle with that, too, myself. You know, um, honestly, when I uh, I was emailing you and I was like, I, mean, I want to show respect, but I don't know this person's gender. I don't yes. want to make any assumptions, you know. So that's something. um now, it is really helpful having it in your email it signature is. to tell yeah. people. So then people I appreciate know, that, yes. You know, so then people know exactly what to do. Uh, I know I'm always like, well, I don't want to call this. I mean, this person's like they've got a name that sounds like a woman's name, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe they don't. I don't know if they're comfortable with that or not. Right. I know, <laughs> you know a Billy, but she's a woman. Right. You know? <laughs> you know? And there's all kinds of people like you might be emailing with somebody that you've never met. Maybe you don't know how what they express through their appearance. Yes. Or you they may it may not be obvious from their name. Mm-hmm. My name's Casey. You that know? can go either way. <laughs> what if your name is Jordan? You know, that could go no, for anybody. Yes. Or a name that comes from another culture mm-hmm. that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it is associated with a certain gender. I don't know. Uh, so know. how do you address when? OK, um, uh, we got a few minutes left. So what if in the in, in their signature, it says they there? Mm-hmm. Do you how do you address it then? Mm. I, uh, my general thing, uh, I usually put hello and I put their name. I put, if I'm trying to be more respectful, but I don't know if they want a Mr. or Miss or something like uh-huh. that, I don't know their gender, I will, I will put their first and last name. Ah. So that I, like, I don't want to be overly familiar and just call them their first name if we yes. don't know each other. So I put first and last. So that I don't have like a Mr. whatever, Miss something. I put first and last name. Um, you know, I don't know. I've never had anybody act like they were upset about it. I know. <laughs> I haven't either. But, but I just like to be prepared. I'm, I'm that <laughs> what if person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Liz, you were just joining us. We are talking about understanding pronouns and transgender. And I have Casey Lyons here with me today. You doing good? I am. How about you? I'm feeling good. So listen, we just left off um, talking about pronouns and um, seeing it in signatures. So we were talking during the break about um, addressing with an with an X because I, my coworker said, you know, you can also address someone as MX and in some 
Um, there are some, I know mostly Muslims that do this, that, you know, since slavery, you took on your slave master's name. Mm-hmm. So you don't know who, what your true last name was, mm-hmm. you know, so they go by X. So they mm-hmm. give up the last name and go by X. So, and you were saying how you, how you can properly do that with the. Yeah. So if you're, um, if you are talking to someone who maybe doesn't use Mr. or Miss, or maybe you just don't know yet, haven't had a chance to ask, it's always good to ask. Mm-hmm. Ask people how they want to be addressed. So the most respectful thing is always what that person wants. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know yet um, and you want to just open your your first email to that person instead of putting Mr. MR period or Miss MS period, you can put MX period as a gender neutral version of that. Uh-huh. And it's pronounced Mux. So like you could call me Mux Lions or, um, you know, something like that. Okay. Um, that's one way that we can do. Now, I often don't do that with people I don't know because I don't know if they'll know what it means. Right. But. But if it's in it's, their signature, if you see they them in their signature and you're like, well, I can't use, uh, you know, I don't want to. They may not be comfortable with Mr. or Miss. That's a good option to try. I like that. I like that. So since we're talking about um, let's 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 talk about transgender. <laughs> what everybody should know, but that don't mean <laughs> that they know that they know properly. Let, mm-hmm. let me, let me, that they know the right way. Mm-hmm. So we're going to teach them today. They're <laughs> going to learn something today. What is transgender? A transgender person is someone who does not identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. So when they came out of the womb and the doctor said it's a boy or it's a girl or whatever it says on their birth certificate, that doesn't fit them. Mm-hmm. And so they have had to transition to something else. Okay. Either the other of of the opposite sex. It could be the, uh, you know, the other one that we that the doctor might have said, you know, (gasps) instead, you you know, Mm -hmm. it could be, you know, the other familiar, you know, one that we think of. Uh Or it could be something else entirely. It could, you know, it's kind of like we have these ideas in society of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man. Yes. And, you know, everybody doesn't fit in two boxes. Amen. We've got seven and a half billion people, do we? Like, yeah, somewhere over seven billion people. We're not all going to fit in two boxes. Sometimes the other box fits you better. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes... You want to make your own box. Hey. Or you don't want to be in a box at, at all. all. <laughs> you know? Let me just like, be. <laughs> somebody, I identify as agender, which means no gender at all. Okay. Like putting the A in front of something kind of like an atheist has without religion, mm-hmm. you know, or, or someone who's apolitical is like not political. Right. So I identify as agender. So like non-gendered. Okay. No gender, no box. I don't want to, I want, I don't want any of the box, any gender boxes. But some people choose to make their own box. You know, they might identify as, there's, there's a lot of different genders, uh, gender non-conforming folks, Mm -hmm. you know, that have all kinds of different words for that. A lot of folks say Mm non-binary. That's Um, another one. I was like, what does that, that, what does that mean since we talking about it? So, so binary means two, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of people, you know, and, and like for the last hundred years or so, we have been thinking of gender as a binary thing, mm-hmm. that there's only two. So somebody who sa- who thinks of it, who doesn't think of that, th- doesn't think of it that way, mm-hmm. will often say non-binary. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Uh, it's kind of a weird term, though, because then it, if you call certain people non-binary, it kind of makes it sound like other people are binary. And that yeah. doesn't really because you could be a woman and still realize that there's more than two. And you may not. It doesn't mean you're a binary person. Like, uh-huh. what is a binary person? You know? Right. But, you know, it's one of the terms that we have. OK. Um, so another term that 
I've, I've been hearing, cause I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts, <laughs> um, probably too many. <laughs> I was listening to this one and they kept, this one kept coming up as, you know, they would introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Chantella and I am cisgender and I'm this, this, this and this. And I was like, what is cisgender? Okay. Please explain what that is because I'm I'm lost. What is, okay. what is that? Cisgender is a person who does identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. And that is not S-I-S, y'all. That's C-I-S, cisgender. Right. Yes. Okay. C-I-S gender. Yeah. So that is just um, it's just a word for people who are not trans, basically. So someone who is comfortable with the gender that they were raised with. Oh, okay. So, the, so what, why do you have to? If the doctor it? said, well, the same reason why, like, for anything, for anything, you just just have words for whatever you're talking about. You know, oh. like we needed a word. We didn't like when we thought every when we didn't realize that it was possible to be anything else. We didn't have a word, oh. but. You know, now that we do, kind of like, you know, the word heterosexual didn't exist until after homosexual came along. When we thought heterosexual, when we thought everyone was heterosexual, we didn't need a word for it because it was just everyone, you know, where we thought it was. We thought it was just everyone. So we didn't have a word for, you know, it wasn't, we didn't think of it as like a group, you know. But now that we know, we have two things you know we didn't have a word for it before because it was kind of like you know a fish a fish wouldn't have a word to say they're wet right (laughs) yeah they're just always wet you know but Hmm. you know if once the if you know if the fish jumps out of the water then it's like oh Oh. there's this other thing called dry so what 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 did i have before right where was i before that was wet you know and also i mean like we didn't have, you know, like, we didn't have a word for white people until we started dividing ourselves up into races yes. either. We didn't have a word, you know, Irish and German people didn't consider themselves the same group, mm-hmm. you know, until we made up this race thing to... To separate to, everyone. To separate people and, you know, to to prop up the slave trade and... That makes you know. sense. It's so it's making like, sense. You you helping me with this? Like I'm this, so this, glad. This is making sense. This is making to me anyway. I hope mm-hmm. it's making sense to y'all. <laughs> um. So let's 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 talk about making this transition. Um. Let me get myself together because that was a lot right there. Um. <laughs> so okay, does a person who decides um that they want to make a transition to another gender mm-hmm. um does that person have to go through like a mental evaluation now let me say this first i'm not saying that something's wrong with them i am not i am not i know that even when you go to have weight loss surgery you have to go through a mental evaluation that's why i ask so if that's if that's the case too when you decide hey I want to change my gender or change whatever. Um, do they have to go through a mental evaluation too? It sort of depends on what you're doing to change your gender or mm-hmm. to change at least a lot of trans people feel like they're not really changing their gender because they've like always known yeah. that they were that or they've always been, but they're just expressing it outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether your whatever your transition, it sort of depends on what your steps are for your transition. Uh-huh. Like, you don't need a mental health evaluation to just start telling people, "Hey, my pronouns he now." Yeah, and you know, and and you know, please call me Eric or Steve or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of folks will start going by a new name. Um, actually, you don't even have to have a mental health evaluation to change it legally, but you have to appear before a judge. And like show that you're not trying to get out of debts or something, uh-huh. you know, okay. run away from your sense. debts. You, know, you have to, you know, you have to appear before a judge and have it approved, but it's not a, 
it's not a mental mm-hmm. health thing. Um, if so, you know, some some folks, that's all they feel like they need to do is transition socially. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll make changes to their appearance to express how they want people to see them. Mm-hmm. And they'll start telling people the name and pronouns they want to be addressed by. And none of that requires a mental health evaluation, you know, because you don't have to go to a doctor to do it. You right. Just right. Do it whenever you want. And you you know, it's reversible. Yes. You know, if you if you did decide for whatever reason that you didn't like it, you could just you could just get up the next day and put on a different outfit and and tell people a different set of names and pronouns. And, you know, hopefully you don't do it 500 times. Right. Right. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes sometimes when you're young, you sort of experiment a little bit before you settle on something. Yes. Yes. Um, But if you're trying to do something medical, Mm -hmm. Then you might, okay. especially if you are a minor, you will almost certainly have to go through some sort of mental health evaluation to get any sort of medic, medical medication. Yeah, yeah. For that, a transition. If you're sense. an adult, it sort of depends how well you know what you want. Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you're an adult and you have a really clear idea of what you want, you may not have to go through a mental evaluation to get hormones, but you probably will if you want surgery. Because surgery is absolutely irreversible, gotcha. you know, like um, whatever is removed, they can't mm-hmm. put it back. That can't put it you back. Know? Once they've cut, like, if, it- you know, if they cut through a nerve, you're never going to have feeling in that nerve ever right. again. Right. So you probably will have to jump through a lot more hoops if you want surgery. Makes but sense. not everybody wants surgery. So, you know, to get hormones, hormones like some things about them, some of the things they do can be irreversible. Like when I started testosterone, my voice got deeper mm-hmm. and that'll never go back up to how it was before. Oh. Even if I stop taking it, my voice is here now, you know, okay. and like, um, but like, you know, that's not, if I were to decide for some reason that I didn't, you know, that I wanted to go back to, being a woman and, you know, that I decide if I were to decide that was the box for me, then, you know, having the voice that I have wouldn't necessarily prevent me from doing that. No, not right. at all. No, you know, um, I like your voice. You know, thank you. <laughs> I guess that I'm glad you do because we're on the radio. I know, right? <laughs> Too late now. Yeah. Ain't no going but back. But like, you know, I could always, it's made me grow a beard, but I could shave that. It's mm-hmm. made, you know, like the things that hormones do you do need to have an understanding before you go into it about yes. what it's going to do but the doctor can tell you that mm-hmm. you know your physician you don't necessarily have to go to him if you really know exactly what you want mm-hmm. the physician should be able to just say okay well if you take this here's what'll happen mm-hmm. is that what you want and if you're sure that's what you want Sometimes they will prescribe it to you without it. It's getting more and more now that more and more physicians will prescribe a hormones without a mental health evaluation because, you know, unless you seem unsure. Yeah. If you seem unsure at all, then you probably should. Right. Um, but if you have a clear idea of what you want and you're an adult, mm-hmm. then a lot of them will just do informed consent. You understand what it is and you're choosing to, to do, do it. It. you understand everything it's going to do and that's what you want yep. much like with any other aspect of your health care it's really not your job your doctor's job to tell you what to do mm-hmm. it's your uh, your doctor's job to say Inform if you, you choose yeah. this here's what'll happen uh-huh. if you choose something else here's what'll happen and then you choose based on what you want to happen right so okay. so we, we were talking about the kids um so you're, you're, let's just go on and do it. Dwayne Wade, his, his, his daughter. Child. Child. That, thank you. I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I wasn't meaning to correct oh, you. Oh, no, you no, I get it. It seemed no. like you were looking for a word. I was like, what's the word? Because <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. Um, yeah, has decided, wants to be a female. To transition. To oh, transition. Okay. And you know, it was a whole lot of big stink because she is rather young. Okay. Okay. Now, how old do you know? I, I think she's like twelve, thirteen. Okay. I think. Now I'm sharing my my business because mm-hmm. I'm open like that. Mm-hmm. My daughter came to me 
in sixth grade mm-hmm. and said, Ma, I think I might like girls. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, give it time. You know, you're, you're in my head. Your, your hormones are changing. You, you're seeing different things. Give it time. If either way, I'm going to love you. I ain't going to, I'm not going to stop loving you. Mm-hmm. Same rules apply for boys as they do for girls. Ain't no mm-hmm. sleepovers and that, you know, mm-hmm. the same rules, mm-hmm. but just give it time because you change. You're not sure. I'm, I'm not, I can't say that you're sure at, mm-hmm. at what, 13. Mm-hmm. There's no way. You, I mean, I guess it is. I, I don't know. But anyway, I digress. Depends um, on the person. Yeah, depends yeah. on the person. So how do you have that in-depth conversation with your child when they come to you the in a good way to have that in-depth conversation with your child, your young child, mm-hmm. when they say to you, I think I want to be someone other than that they were born and you raised them mm-hmm. to be, you know, as how do you have that conversation? So um, the best thing that you can do as a parent is even whether before they've even said that, whether whether they've said that something like that to you or not, is just to let them know that it's OK mm-hmm. to come to you and just let them know that you're going to love and support them no matter what. Mm. Like and this. so then they will feel comfortable telling you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't ever want your child to feel like they have to keep a secret from you. Yes. Like you're going to reject them if they tell you the truth, you know, the worst feeling in the world when you hear it from somebody else. <laughs> I, I just took a call at the Pride Center this morning from someone who's like, my son's friend is crashing on my couch now because she told her parents she's transgender and they kicked her out. Um, and so they were looking for, like, you know, resources, how to help this person find housing and get on their feet, you know, so. It is. It's a it's a real fear yes. that, that we have in our communities that our families reject us sometimes. Um, and so the best thing you can do as a parent is to let them know not to let them know that you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to be scared. Mm-hmm. And when they do come to you. Just listen, be supportive. Believe them, mm-hmm. you know, um, even like it's okay to think in the back of your mind, you know, they're a kid. They might change. Yeah. They might, you know, they and because people do, people do grow and change. But it can come across really dismissive if you mm. tell them that's just a phase. You'll get over it or something like that. You then it makes it sound like it's not okay if they do settle on this. Right. You know, it can come off really dismissive. Like, Oh, you're just a kid. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. So you don't want to be dismissive. Um, you know, just support, let them know that you love them. Let them know that you're in their corner and that, you know, you might have to be that kid's advocate, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if they're going to go, you know, if they're going to go to school, and, you know, you don't want them to be hurt when they're at school. Mm-hmm. You might have to go down to that school. You might have to be like there's, um, you know, there's some real mama bears and daddy dragons. I am one. In the queer, especially now that more and more kids are coming out young yes. because they have language for it. You know, in my generation, I'm 35. Um, in my generation, we didn't really just grow up knowing. I grew up in the 90s and we like kind of like we had heard about gay, but it was like a big secret yes. kind of, you know, stigma thing, you know, and it it was very common to hear it as an insult and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it wasn't something that we were even if you were thinking about it. You probably weren't telling anybody about it when you were 12. I am loving our conversation. Um, It's very informative. Um, If you are just joining in for our last little bit, um, we are talking about understanding pronouns and transgender. And we left off um, talking about our babies Mm. Um, and your baby coming to you saying they identify um, something other than they were born as. Um, And you were sharing your story of... um, the 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 person that came and and didn't um, tell their parents they were of a trans they were transgender mm-hmm. and got kicked out and how you didn't have the words and the 
90s, gay was a bad word and secretive. So continue, continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, we were talking about how to love and support, yes. you know, especially a younger kid. Now we're talking nowadays kids are coming out younger mm-hmm. because they know it's an option. Yes. You know, when I was a kid, I barely knew what, that trans people even existed. And even if I did, even like the few references that I had heard, it was somebody that changed from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. Yes. I didn't know about all this in between space, you know, and that I could just, I didn't know that I could just not participate in the whole system uh-huh. or that I could, you know, create my own path. Right. So it's something that it took me until I was an adult to figure out. But nowadays there are kids that have seen mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. and th- and they've seen themselves. And it's so beautiful when you can see yourself in another person. Representation when matters. Can, yes. It's so it's so meaningful to have that support to know that you are not alone Mm -hmm. because when I was a kid you know like we would just we would a lot of times we would suffer in silence just thinking I'm some kind of freak Mm -hmm. I'm the only person in the world that's like this and I can never tell anybody right but now people are starting to see like hey there's a community out there for me that will love and support me and help me figure my life out and I don't have to be alone. So are, are there um, support groups mm-hmm. for people who decide they that may be unsure or actually transitioning or even for parents who have kids that have come to them and said, because mm-hmm. to some people now, listen, I'm in this dating game. Everybody know <laughs> and, and I do, you know. I let people just talk because sometimes people throw them own selves underneath the bus. <laughs> and he made the comment that if his child ever came to him and said they were gay or whatever, mm-hmm. he was like, that ain't my child no more. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. We're done. Like, how can you do? Ow! Like, that makes no sense to me how you can give up on someone that. Is of your seed, you know, yeah, like, how can you just because that you created yeah, something you created and because they said they love someone other than who you thought they should, who the, you, you think they should be loving. Yeah, they're not your child no more. They're dead to me is his actual words. And I was just like, wow, that's terrifying. I, I hope this person doesn't have any kids. He does. Four of them. Two boys, two girls. Man. So chances are. Probably. I hope they found. I hope they find some other support somewhere yeah, that's else. That's what I know. So, are, is there support for? Yes, for- there are. Um, we have a variety of groups at the Pride Center, mm-hmm. and there are other groups too. There, um, there's a group called Transparent Lex that is specifically for parents of trans kids. Oh yay! Um, there's a group called Trans Kentucky that are trans folks that meet at the Pride Center. There's a Kentuckiana trans pride. There's mm-hmm. there's quite a few groups and uh, there's quite a few groups out there. You can Google the names or I've got their contact information at the Pride Center yes. uh, that if you're looking for that, we can point you in the right direction. So let's 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 talk about I don't know how how, how you feel about this, but, you know, we were talking about um um different ethnic groups and mm. being African-American and a, uh, per, or a person of color, you face those kind of um, stereotypes and challenges. How, can you talk about how you can, how that is compounded when you become, when you come out and say, you know, you're transgender or you're queer or they or can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, there's definitely um, there's a lot. Uh, Dr. Kimberly way. Crenshaw has uh, a, a great paper where she coined the word intersectionality mm-hmm. for that, where a person has more than one marginalized identity yes. and they 
and it's almost not just like two things added on top of each other, but they affect each other too. It's mm-hmm. like it's like they they like mutate into yes. something else, you know. Like I'm sure as a black woman, yes, you know all about that. Yes. Yes, you get those stereotypes. You the angry black woman. You got an attitude, and it's like yeah. I mean, and you deal with so much yes. sexism and racism. Yes, and the sexism that you deal with is not even necessarily the same sexism that a white woman deals right. with. Right, right. Because people think people stereotype is that you're the angry black woman, <laughs> and like with the white woman, people are like, oh, she's docile and submissive, and she's going to be quiet. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and do what I say. Right, you know. So like it's. Still sexist stereotypes, mm-hmm. but it's different ones. It's different ones. Um, so a trans person of color has this, has also has like things that, yes. that, you know, sort of get together and mutate like that too, being trans and being a person of color. And both groups are, uh, one of the, one of the biggest challenges for both groups is being targeted by the police. Shut um, your mouth, really? Yeah, um, trans, especially trans women in particular, are often targeted by the police. Uh, the police tend to assume that they're sex workers. Oh. And now, I mean, there are a lot of trans folks who have turned to sex work because of all the discrimination that maybe have kept them from getting some other job. Uh-huh. And so there are a lot of trans sex workers but of course, it's not fair to assume every trans person is sex right. Worker, Just know. as the, you can't assume that every person of color is is a hood rat. No, not at all. <laughs> you, t- you know, I mean, there might be some that are, right, right. but that doesn't mean that doesn't everybody speak for everybody. And so, being targeted by the police, uh, violence from the police, violence from other people as well yes, is yes. one of the things. Ninety percent of the violence, the hate crimes toward the queer community, are going towards black trans women. All this makes me sad. It is. It's like it's an absolutely an epidemic, you know, for they um, like they get raped and murdered at horrific rates. When you say this, this makes me think because, you know, some people assume that I don't even know how the right way to say it. Can I just say it honestly? It has coming up in my head. Okay. Some people say, you know, they choose to be that way. They just choose to be that way. And I'm like, why would you choose to be come out and say that you're gay or queer or whatever the pronoun is? Why would you choose to do that when you know that there comes some consequences with that, that somebody's going to come at you the wrong way. They're not going to love you for who you are. So it pisses me off so much when I hear people who are not educated mm-hmm. and there's no reason not to be because there's all kind of information that you can learn. Mm-hmm. And so just to sit there and say, you know, they choosing to be that way. Like, why would, why would you, I mean, yes, you choose, but at the same time, it's like, if that's not how you feel, you feel like a woman. If I feel like a man, like, yeah. wh- why, what gives you the right to beat up on me, to call me anything other than what I am? Mm-hmm. That burns me up. And then, this, and you know, to kill me even. Mm-hmm. Why would you choose to do that? It's yeah. like, I would rather live in a, in my box and in secret or as they in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's really painful to be in the closet. Yes. Um, you can't love yeah. who you want to love. You can't show no public displays of affection. Cause yeah. somebody over, I got something to say. They need to take yeah. that stuff home. Well, you sitting there kissing your boyfriend. Why can't I kiss mine? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if other people don't have to hide their right. love, then why should we? Now, I will say, like, you know, there's all kinds of things about people that you might say are a choice, mm-hmm. but it's really an important part of who you are. Yes. And you have the right, you know, like religion, you, you know, would you say religion is a choice? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. how you believe you choose what you can choose what you mm-hmm. believe. Now, you can't really if you believe something, you can't just like make yourself stop. Yeah, believing. Right. 
you know. But like, you know, it's not something somebody else made you do. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you were just born with, mm-hmm. you know, like. So it's sort of like a, a culmination of a lot of choices you've made and throughout your life. But that doesn't make it okay for people to say, you know, that it's, you know, your religion's bad because yes. it's a choice and you need to quit making that choice. Like, right, right. no, you fundamentally have that right, right. <laughs> to be that person, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way with, you know, with being queer. Mm-hmm. That's who you are as a person. And you have the right, you know, like this whole, this country is everything we aspire to in as Americans mm-hmm. is freedom. Yes. You know, what is freedom if not the right to make choices? Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And not to be judge formed at that. So we getting to the end here, but I want to know this because I, like I said, I talk about stuff that I see. Mm hmm. This this popped up for me. The show Pose. <laughs> you haven't seen Pose? Oh, P-O-S-E. Yes. yes. I, I haven't seen it, actually, but I don't really watch much TV. Oh, but okay. I've seen advertisements and like, we'll let you pass then. So we get, <laughs> let's get to this um, cause, um, real quick. So, and I just thought about this when we were, you know, when I was sending you the information. Um, So, transgender. Mm-hmm. Um. She was getting ready to get married, so she didn't have an ID. So she was using her um, passport. Her oh, passport okay. was as a man, what she was born as. Of course, now she oh, a had, trans woman. Yeah, trans woman. So okay. now, so she didn't know if she she could get married because her passport still identified her as a man. Mm-hmm. And of course, as she's standing in front of. The person, you know, the to get her license, mm-hmm. she's standing there as a woman mm-hmm. going by a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you make that transition, do you have to change all of that information? I know that's a weird question, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I know you have to do it. When, well, you don't have to. But if a woman decides she wants to take her husband's last name, you have to change everything. Mm-hmm. Does that the, the same way? Um, it's sort of it depends Exact on exactly what you're doing, I guess, like um, changing your name is actually I I think people that you actually have to jump through a little bit more hoops as a trans person than you Mm. do if you're changing it because you got married. Um, Like there have been some judges that have denied people's name changes just because they're like, well, that those aren't the values of this community, you know, or whatever, like. It's like, well, is this person not part of this community? You know, right. Like, what about their values? You know, right. I think maybe that maybe the judge is just talking about their own values, <laughs> not that the part. community. <laughs> but, um, you know, what? Why does somebody else's values have to dictate what my name is? Right. You right. Know, is that not my choice? So changing your name um, sometimes you can run into issues in Fayette County here. Typically, we like. A lot of trans people have been able to change their names successfully. Awesome. Awesome. Um, You can can get a new social security card with your new name Mm -hmm. on it fairly easily. You take your... when you, whenever you've gone before the judge to change your name, you then take those paperwork to the Social Security office and you can get a new Social Security card. um, What about the sex part of it? How does that work? That depends on the state where you live. Um, Here in Kentucky, I believe you have to have surgery in order to have the the M or the F on your driver's license. Uh And M or F is the only options we have in Kentucky. Okay. So if you identify as something else, unfortunately, you're kind of out of luck in Kentucky until we, you know, until we get a law changed or something. Um, on the federal level, you can get a passport with an M or an F or an X. Oh. So if you don't identify as a man or a woman, Uh you can get an X on your passport. Impressive federal government. (laughs) Passports do come, you can get a card as well as the book. Uh Uh-huh. So if you want an ID that you can like carry around with you in your wallet that has an X on it, that's an option. 
Oh. And for the passport, you don't have to have a letter from a doctor or anything. You just tell them what gender you are. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's actually one of the best policies anywhere. Um, in most states, you have to have letters saying that you've had surgery and stuff like that in order to get the letter on your driver's license changed. In some states... You don't like some states have an X option, but you would still have to have you might still have to have a letter from a doctor or something to get it. Uh-huh. But um, in Kentucky, I believe it's only M or F and you have to have surgery in order to get it changed, which is kind of unfortunate because not everybody wants surgery. Right. But you but you have to identify. They make you identify as one or the other. So, OK, let's let's this is I always wanted this. This is my. <laughs> We got a few minutes. Okay. So I always say this is going to be funny. Women who wear the butt pads, <laughs> I always wonder, what do they do when they're getting ready, when they done met somebody and it's a one night stand? How they take that off? Because, you know, when they take it off, they ain't, they ain't got that booty no more. Yeah. How do you handle that? Like, what, what happens? Oh. So I guess my question to you on that topic is, when do you have the conversation with someone with a partner? Yes, with a partner mm-hmm. that you've that you've had surgery. Mm. Um what if you just meet somebody who's mm-hmm. not who is who identifies as a male whole life is a male meets you thinks you're the most beautiful woman in the world but you're transgender but he doesn't, he doesn't know. know. How do you have that conversation? Mm. Um yeah, that's that's an issue. I guess that's mainly an issue for folks that are able, what we call to pass. Yes. Which means they are able to look like and maybe sound like a cisgender person. Mm-hmm. Most of us can't really do that. Most of the time, you can tell by looking at us that we weren't, like, a lot of us you can tell by looking that, like, we have some features yes. in common with different You know, like, for example, a trans a trans woman typically will still have a deep voice. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's plenty of things sometimes, you know, not everybody can pass and not everyone. Not everybody wants to pass. Right. You know, I don't want to pass. I want people not to be able to categorize me. Hey, you know, I I don't like I don't want to be in a box and I don't want other people to put me in a box when they look at me. Right. So I'm not I'm not out here trying to. Make people put me in the man box instead of the woman box. Mm -hmm. I'm out here trying to make people just not be able to put me in a box. Right. But some people, like a a trans woman that passes as a cis woman and that, you know, you can't necessarily tell, when does she have that conversation? Well, that's up to her, certainly. Um, Nobody likes to be surprised, you know. Once, you know, nobody likes, it's, it's not going to be a good feeling for anybody if you like wait until you're getting naked. Yeah. You know, but having said that, you know, it's very much her decision. Okay. It's when she's comfortable with it. Um, some people will say like, you know, some people act like you lied to them mm-hmm. if you didn't tell them, but like, the way I see it, if cisgender people don't go around announcing what they've got in their pants, right? Why should you? Trans people don't have to either, right? You know, like that's not necessarily first date information for anybody. True. You know? I know. We got it. We got it. We got to think. We're gonna come back to this. Hold on. <laughs> We're gonna come back to this. Um, but until then, can you um tell everyone how they can find you? Yeah. If they want to talk or got a friend they want to talk. Yeah. So our website is LexPrideCenter.org. You can find us there. Um, we're on Facebook, Lexington Pride Center. We are at 389 Waller Avenue, Suite 100, if you want to come see us in person. Um, let me let me pull up our phone number. Because... I have a I have a direct line to me, so oh, that's okay, the one I'm yeah, used to giving out. Call. We'll give them your number then. 
again. Tell them, call you. Yeah. Tell them, call you. I have enjoyed this conversation. Um, this has been great. It, I would like to have you back if you can. I would love that. Yay! So, um, while he is, um, or she's look, look see, I'm messing up. Sorry. It, it is looking. Um, Y'all have a good day. Um, be kind to yourselves. Give yourself some grace. Um, you got that number? Yeah. The okay. Pride Center phone number is 859-253-3233. Yes. So if you got some questions, we got some answers. Great. And thank you for joining us on Thick and Fabulous with Chantella Whitfield. <laughs> 